Hello everyone, this is Irliana Samsara, your host of Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology, back again with episode 52. This is, as promised, the episode on Venus Retrograde. So, what is Venus Retrograde, and what's it going to look like, and how long is it going to last, and um, what are all the the cool things that can be uh, realized from this transit? That's what we're going to touch base on. Okay, so um, we're all very familiar with the Mercury retrograde. I think that's that's become kind of like part of our, our common language, you know, Mercury retrograde. You always hear people talking about it, and you sometimes you see memes on, on social media. And, um, you know, what we have to remember is that all planets retrograde. So um, Venus, Mercury just happens to be the most um, known because it's it happens three times a year. And, um, and so, you know, it's, it's always there, it seems. <laughs> but Venus retrogrades only about every, like, roughly year and a half. <clears throat> so you don't see it as often. And when it does, it retrogrades for about five weeks. So uh, a little bit about Venus. You know, what is Venus? Venus is Aphrodite, right? And the Greeks called Venus the goddess of love. So Venus is about our relationships, our talents, our skills, our the way in which we relate to others and uh, our, um, our resources, our personal resources, right? So um, certainly relationships, a very a big one. And that will definitely come up, um, you know, every time Venus goes retrograde, it's an opportunity for us to literally step back, right? Retrograde. So to retrograde, a planet that retrogrades, it steps back. That's literally what retrograde means from the Latin. So if you were to look at it in the sky, let's say you could, you could trace it um, in the sky, um, what it would look like is just making a loop-de-loop. And where it crosses and comes backwards and loops is the retrograde. So when a planet like when Venus is retrograde, we are re-examining our, um, our relationships. And uh, Venus is going to be retrograde in Gemini, right? It's, sta- it's already stationed at Gemini at, um, right now in the sign of Gemini. So we are looking at our, um, you know, our wants and needs and desires around reaching out and communicating with each other and connecting, right? These are all um, Mercury ideas, Mercury ruling transportation, communication, connections, socializing, uh, speaking, writing, languages, all of these things are, are Mercury topics. So in a Venus Mercury, uh, sorry, in a Venus retrograde, in Gemini, we are revisiting all of these topics. The universe is giving us a chance to step back from the normal flow of things. And it's giving us an opportunity to re-examine and to review and to renegotiate. Um, Mercury rules contracts, so renegotiating contracts <laughs> might be something that comes up uh, for us renegotiating agreements that we have in relationships, right? Um, Because Venus being the goddess of relationships, we might be looking at um, our attitudes, our beliefs about our relationships. Um, are have they become fixated? Ha, are there is there any shift or mutability that might be calling to us? Because Gemini, Mercury, you know, in uh, Venus in Gemini, Gemini is about the twins, right? It's duality, and it's a mutable 
sign. So it's Mercury being the shapeshifter and the, the god of, of moving in and out of different dimensions. We might be seeing this as an opportunity to be flexible in our relationships. One place where this might show up for people is with, um, you know, Mercury being the he was the the androgynous um, messenger. He was male and he was female. He was old and he was young. You know, he was shifting and changing. So Mercury might mean that people are revisiting their ideas about monogamy. You know, maybe they feel to shift and and uh, you know in their relationships. It might even mean. Um, a person, let's say the LGBT community, you know, it might be that somebody has an, has this opportunity to reconsider, you know, what gender are they or to question it, or at least to maybe go to the other side, maybe trying on a different kind of sexual experience or um, any, any, an experience that would bring them to a different place and to to mute, to mute, literally to be mutable and change and shift positions and ideas around relationships. So, um, you know, this may be a time where some people who may have been LGBTQ and never uh, gave themselves permission to do that, maybe they would feel they may be called during this time period to to move into this and experiment and to um, you know, journey, take this journey for themselves and kind of just let go of whatever preconceived notions they may have had about this and to just allow oneself, you know, a, a journey in a different direction. And they may, and, you know, certainly they may come out of this. I think whatever whatever aspect of relationships that is calling to us to be revisited or to be reconsidered, it's whether it's that or, or, or something else, even if it's just we're in a monogamous relationship or we're not in any relationship at all. And we may re revisit the idea about being alone or being um, in a relationship that isn't serving us. So all of these things are, are, are all possibilities, you know, during, during a Venus retrograde transit. Now, when, and when does this start? Well, we're already in the shadow um, and it will retrograde on Wednesday, May 13th. And Eastern time in the United States, it'll be 2.44 a.m. So it would actually be uh, May 12th on the West Coast in, the, in the, um, the West Coast time zone of the United States. So 21 degrees of Gemini is where it's stationed and it will retrograde at that point. And then it will go back to 5 degrees of Gemini. And so it will turn direct, it will complete its retrograde cycle June 25th. And then it will leave the shadow, the shadow period, right? It's like a shoulder period. It will leave that shadow and go back to, uh, let's see, 29th of July. It will be out of that shadow. It will leave the retrograde zone. So in other words, it'll go back to 21 degrees and then onward and upward. So during that time period, um, you know, it, I have to say Venus, any kind of retrograde, but we're going to be talking mostly you can hear about Venus, um, all retrogrades always bring us an opportunity to, you know, it, it's almost like a fateful feeling. Many times people from our past come back. 
um, to to rectify things. Um, certainly that's very true in a Mercury retrograde, but certainly with a Venus retrograde, you could have past relationships, past lovers come back and um, where we might see them in a different light. We might learn something new about ourselves in the light of this, but it definitely has that kind of fateful quality and where it almost feels like things a little out of our control and but it's here for us. The universe wants us to see and experience a greater vision, perhaps, of how things could be. So it's important that we allow this process to occur where the normal ways of doing things and making things happen, it's not happening. The retrograde is pulling us out and saying, let let, let the universe take over here for this five-week period. So um, we have a difficult time when planets are in retrograde when we resist it, when we resist this, this, this shift or this change. And the idea here to, to gain the transformation and the wisdom that is inherently available in any of these, any retrograde, is to move with it, to allow it, to work its magic. Because it really is a magical time. You know, I used to, I used to um, be years ago when I remember when I lived in New York, I mean, I, you know, when Mercury retrograde would come around, I would, I would absolutely go nuts. I mean, it was like dreaded and I'd get upset and I would freak out and, you know, because I was basically in a resistance to life. Um, but the years have, have um, softened that greatly. And so I, I no longer have this freak out, you know, and I, I kind of chuckle it. it. It's funny, of course, we can have our humor. Mercury is a trickster. We can have our humor around Mercury retrograde and enjoy all that. But, um, you know, it, it's no longer, it doesn't run me that, because I'm not resisting it. I, I actually find that I can enjoy them now, believe it or not. I know that's not the common, uh, you know, thinking that most people associate with uh, retrograde, but but I do. And in terms of Venus retrograding, I remember the last one it happened, it was really, it was phenomenal. I mean, I really got to see some things about myself that some, some inner workings and mechanics that um, aren't readily available in the workaday world of normal, you know, direct motion. So it's almost like a me- meditative period, you know, where it, when we are busy in the world, and then we stop and sit in meditation, and we turn off the world and we let another, a greater force, bigger than our day-to-day carryings on, we let a bigger force take us over and allow us to journey with that. Hopefully we do, otherwise we sit there and think about the electric bill. But, um, you know, the whole purpose of meditation is to move into this other space, this kind of, you know, the yin and the yang, to move into this yin space. So just think of that as you could say that Venus retrograde is is like yin yoga. You know, we're just taking these, we're having, we're pausing. You know, in yin yoga, we, we stop and hold a pose for a long time and we don't resist it and we don't shift and we're not jumping around like Hatha Vinyasa or Ashtanga yoga where we're, oh, you know, jump to this and, and uh, downward dog, upward dog, downward, you know, we're, we're not doing any of that. We're just holding a pose and letting it marinate and just being with it and noticing if we're resisting or our mind is racing, but we just sit and breathe with it. So in a way, this Venus retrograde that's now upon us is 
is that very same thing. It's like, let your attitudes marinate, let, or <laughs> certainly let them, let them go or uh, give yourself permission to just let different ideas marinate and even to, to try out different things. So, um, you know, Venus also rules our artistic talents and our skills and, and the things that are near and dear to us. And so in the sign of Gemini, it could be that we have, um, we have a talent like writing or speaking or languages that we, we may not have realized or we have a story around these things. And this is an opportunity where we get to rewrite that. So in my life right now, I've started studying French again. And I, it's been several years uh, since I've taken that up. And, and I have to say, it's always been on my bucket list of like, I, I would love to one day, I would love to become fluent in French. So the opportunity has presented itself where it, you know, no, no surprise that it's happened in a Venus retrograde in Gemini, right? <laughs> place in, in my life. So um, Gemini can be about languages as well. So I've noticed that even though I've just begun this reconnecting, right? Re- Venus retrograde, recon- in Gemini, we're reconnecting reconnecting with um, old thing, old things, or, or um, this is an, another language, you know, reconnecting with a foreign language. And I know for me, um, it's, I started noticing where I had all these stories around how, that I have to be perfect. And I have to, you know, I uh, was afraid to, to become fluent, and I was afraid to, to take that on. And all the stories that came up around needing to be perfect. That was just one thing that surfaced. I'm in, you know, we haven't even gone full, we haven't even stationed retrograde yet. And it was already coming up for me. But I was able to see it when it came up. So I'm dismantling that idea around needing to be perfect. I found some videos on YouTube and these experts were saying, you know, the best thing to do, it was a woman, there was one woman who was a, what's called a polyglot, which is a person who can speak many different languages. This woman is like, speaks like eight different foreign languages. And she said that um, the thing that, that the, the most important thing to do when you're learning another language is to have fun with it and make lots of mistakes and give yourself permission to do that. So I would say in this Venus retrograde is give yourself permission to just explore and whether it's a language or a new um, relationship or maybe an artistic pursuit, give yourself permission. Just just have fun with it. You know, Mercury is in the, which is the ruling, Mercury in, you know, rules Gemini. So Venus in the sign of Gemini, Mercury and Venus are dancing together. So it's like literally dancing together and having fun, being social, uh, have fun with this, you know, don't let it like hang you up, but just to Allow yourself to explore and, and see what the universe has in store for you when, when we let go of our, you know, cherished notions and attitudes and beliefs. I find it really interesting right now that here in, with the COVID epidemic, that some states in, in the United States and some other countries have reopened. But the alarm bell, of course, is going off in the U.S. because a lot of places that have reopened, at least partially, 
the um, unfortunately the cases of COVID have been increasing in those places that in many places where they have allowed people to start socializing again. So it's interesting that this is happening during Venus retrograde shadow and full retrograde because this is this is about reconnecting right re-socializing reconnecting but um unfortunately this is you know not a good thing obviously with this um covid to be reconnecting and so the um you know the 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 normal way of being would be oh yeah you know just go out and reconnect but i think the message here is to say look you know, you can reconnect, but examine your beliefs that you say can only reconnect via the old way of, you know, just literally going out on the street and socializing. What if you found new ways or revised your ideas around what it means to connect? It's not that, you know, we don't want to socialize with others. Of course, we, we, we all miss those days of when we were just not even have to think about it. We took all that for granted. But this can be giving us an opportunity, this Venus retrograde, to re-examine what's important to us. You know, I mean, Gemini, my goodness, Gemini rules the lungs. You know, it's like, do you want to be in a ventilator? Do you want some uh, horrific, you know, the the, the lung the the sickness the covid sickness so much of it has centered around the lungs and the esophagus you know people have been on ventilators and it's just been really awful so venus and gemini man i i don't know i would i would definitely rethink that and one of the things you want to do um in this situation with with um it being in gemini is there may be a factor of impulsiveness so you want to really think things out before you go ahead with it so to just impulsively say run out on a beach and start partying because you're tired of staying in you know that that would not be a good thing so I would say it, really rethink that and, um, you know, think about your lungs, think about others, right? Ge- so Gemini is about socializing and, and other groups of people and neighbors and relatives and sisters and brothers. And, you know, so are we going to just be risking all that, you know, for the sake of being impulsive? You know, Venus often wants to sense gratification, you know, and we can see this so clearly you know, I want my, I want my parties. I want this. I want that. Um, here's a, the woman in Texas who was arrested, the salon owner. Um, and she was saying, I, I'm going to open my salon. I don't feel, you know, I'm not going to stay home. I, I need to make a living. And it's like, yeah, okay. We all need to make a living. But she was in defiance of that order to, to not open the business and she was arrested. So there, there's a perfect, you know, the, this kind of, I'm fed up and I'm just going to open and, you know, the heck with everyone and I'm opening and I'm being impulsive and insisting on this. And of course, what does Venus rule? Hair salons, Gemini, merchants. So the merchant owner of a hair salon gets in trouble. Uh, so it's so amazing how you can see astrology at every turn. Social distancing, you know, we've all been, and here we are in the, with this Venus retrograde, social distancing is, is coming under fire. You know, again, this is just, you know, another piece of it. So, um, you know, the messenger trickster of Mercury blending with the goddess of love and, and good times, you know, is, is coming up with, there's, there's a lot of impulsiveness in the air and wanting to try new things. I would say it's great to try new things. You just have to use your head about it. Where we get in trouble is if we were impulsive and we didn't think things through. Um, so you, we do our best to 
to, um, you know, getting a tattoo would not be a good time right now. Um, not that they're open. I mean, you know, I think they're still, they're considered non-essential and they're probably still closed. But, um, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, long lasting beauty change, um, unless you really thought about it, you know, and, you're, and not just doing it on the whim of, a, you know, the drop of a hat. But to really think about it, you know, I, I think of the proverbial sailor who gets drunk and wakes up with a tattoo the next morning. You know, it's like, oh, what was this? What was it? You know, not a good plan, right? So, um, you know, keep your head about you. Don't be impulsive about it. Uh, well, maybe that would be some, some advice to consider. Um, you know, in regards to food, you know, Venus rules sweets, you know, and tasty things, you know, it's all that sense gratification. You know, for me, I love like sugar and, and fat and, you know, who doesn't, um, caffeine, stimulants, all of those things, because mercury stimulants, like the mind, anything like that would stimulate the mind might be, um, it might be time to revise and to be not so driven by our desire for all this comfort food or indulgences, you know, that's a very Venusian, a shadow Venusian thing is this indulgence in sweets, perhaps, uh, and uh, things that we know are bad for us, but we do them anyway. Um, so, you know, my, my, my new, my favorite, uh, thing right now is eating this, this vegan cheese. It's called Viola, I think. It's a, it's a vegan feta cheese. It's so good. Oh my God. I'm going to make a public confession. I even, I could eat that block, which is, I think, eight ounces. I just like woof it down in like 15 minutes. And then later I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. But I'm like, oh, it felt so good. So yeah, I am in the throes of of the Venus retrograde period, <laughs> like, okay, maybe you can put a little discipline in there. <laughs> so anyhow, let's see. The thing about this, um, another um, aspect of this is looking at the timeline. So Venus cycles are really fascinating. If you look at the cycles of the Earth and Venus as they dance in orbit with one another, if and you can go on Google and, and, and just Google that, you know, the Venus rotation or Venus orbit, and you can see the images, and it's really fascinating. It looks like a flower. So, you know, Venus rules flowers, right? Lovely things. And it's like a flower of life, sacred geometry pattern. It's really quite fascinating. It reminds me of when, when I was a kid, they had this game called Spirograph, and um, they were like clear plastic discs with these little teeth on them. And, and you could put a pencil and you, you would circle around and make all these patterns depending on the size of the, of the, of the discs. And so we, you could make them with different colored ink pens. And it was really cool because you'd move this thing around in these spiralized uh, images. And um, that looks very much, it, it looks like a like the universe made a giant spirograph, if you were to look at the orbital patterns of Venus and the Earth. And this um, pattern has to do with, of course, it goes forward, it retrogrades, it goes forward, it retrogrades, and it comes around like petals of a flower. If you were drawing petals of a flower in a circular motion. And it's really f fascinating. So every eight years, the cycle repeats. Um, so Venus was last in the sign of Gemini eight years ago. So that would be 2012, about June of 2012. Then it was in uh, last before that again, 2004. 
1996, 1988, and so forth. So if you look at those cycles, you can look back in your life and say, okay, great, what was going on for me at that time? And, you know, you, so those themes would come up again. Um, you know, certainly not in the same, all the outer planets, of course, are in, are in different places, but this kind of base, you'll see a thread of familiarity there um, that has to do with wherever that is happening for you and what, whatever house th- uh, in your chart that Venus is transiting through. So, for example, if, if Venus is in your first house, you might have reconsidering your, your self-image, your, your body, your physical body, and your self-image. Second house is where you might revisit your attitudes on money and resources. Your third house, it would be like brothers and sisters or neighbors, um, you know, connecting, writing and speaking and communicating. Uh, the fourth house, it might be where where you get to revisit things around your family, attitudes and, and connecting around family or your mother your homeland. <laughs> um, fifth house would be uh, love affairs, uh, you know, artistic expression, creative expression. Sixth house would be um, health or um, reinventing our attitudes around illness, you know, maybe, you know, letting ourselves do whatever we need to do to feel better um, and reinventing ourselves newly by looking at, at areas of health, nutrition, and such. Uh, seventh house would be marriage and business partnerships and one-to-one relationships, maybe counseling. Uh, eighth house would be other people's money, um, you know, wills, estates, trusts, things like that. Uh, death, you know, and things being renewed. Uh, ninth house would be foreign, foreign travel, um, you know, uh, higher wisdom, you know, yoga, philosophy, um, esoteric wisdom. Tenth house would be career, career related, or elders, or bosses and superiors. Eleventh uh, house, friends, networks, um, you know, humanity at large. Twelfth uh, house would be like the dream state, meditation, you know, being away from the world. So depending on where Venus falls in your chart, you'll see that specific area of your life is where things are going to get played out. And again, it's like this kind of fateful, you know the universe or god or goddess is taking for the for the for the five weeks that it's retrograde think of it as like fate takes over there's there's forces bigger than us that is are calling out to us that want us to look at the bigger picture of things it's all for our evolution and then when we are through with that we come out stronger and wiser so when venus during this transit you know venus will cross venus transit of the sun it will go it will cross the sun. And when it does, Venus has been the evening star for the last while. We've, we, you know, when, you, when the sun sets, we've been seeing it in the evening sky. When it goes through this process, it's going to come around the other side of the sun and it will emerge as the morning star. So um, that is where Venus has more of a yang you know, energy about, you know, it's almost like we've 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 gone through this initiation process it's the retrograde is like you know the universe speaking to us on the inner planes and and where we are looking at things differently and we are you know it it upsets our daily routine but it's all for the better because we emerge out of that stronger and wiser and you know taking on the world in a new fashion so it can be very, it's a very exciting, interesting, um, fascinating uh, process. 
And it's not about trying to survive it or, you know, counting the days until it goes direct. You know, you wouldn't do that with Mercury either, although so many people do, but we'll talk about that. Um, (laughs) Mercury is going to go retrograde, by the way, um, during this process, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, goodness. Well, that's a whole nother conversation. But um, there is a little overlap with Mercury going uh, retrograde in the sign of Cancer. So home and family and mothers and children and, and those, you know, fertility, pregnancy, those are all conversations that, um, you know, could also come up in the mix. Um, so anyway, um, we're looking at some pretty cool opportunities for renewal, for transformation. Uh, learning something new would be a great um you know, with because Mercury rules learning. So learning something new, but having fun with it, that would be a great piece of advice. Um, Mercury, like I said, like when I, me learning French, you know, instead of just learning it like, oh, rote repetition, like in school, why not have fun with it? You know, I know that, that polyglot lady that I was mentioned earlier, you know, she was saying, look, it's, if you're going to learn another language, you just got to have fun with it. And it's okay to make mistakes. And I'm like, oh my God, I can make mistakes. I can mess up. So <laughs> it's like, okay, I can let go of all the old fears of um, not feeling good enough or not measuring up um, and just, just get messy, you know, uh, it's completely reorienting my, my old stories So um, the other thing I wanted to mention is Mercury is going to make a square, is squaring, I'm sorry, not Mercury, Venus is squaring Neptune uh, when this, um, as this retrograde happens. It's going to be there for the whole month of May and it will be strong again in late July when, when, um, Venus has, you know, come back and passed that point. It's it'll be direct again, but it'll make another square with Neptune around July twenty seventh. So, what does that mean? Well, Neptune rules um, cosmic consciousness and visions and artistic inspiration and poetry and song and dance and you know, completely dissolving the self as as we know it. You know, it it's the it rules the twelfth house in astrology. So that's the house of death and dissolution, the the dissolution of form, the dissolution of oneself, um, of who we know ourselves to be. So the Venus square with Neptune might be about you know eliminating or um, really coming into really looking very like literally squarely at uh, places where we have devalued ourselves, where we have felt like victims in relationships, where we have felt lesser than, where we have not had confidence, uh, where we have felt we've been like imprisoned, you know, like we are our own worst enemy. Where have we sabotaged ourselves in relationships? You know, what, what does that look like to us? Can we, can we become aware of things that we hadn't even realized that were running us? That, like that deep, what you don't know and you don't know that you don't know it. You know, that deep. So this retrograde can give us these opportunities. Um, maybe it's about the ability to just let go in relationships. So I was saying earlier around you know, rigidity around, you know, that relationships must look this certain way. And maybe there's a dismantling here 
of these ideas, um, of, of the ones where we have not, where it has not worked for us. And so if somebody needs to end a relationship or open it to new avenues of expression, um, certainly with new artistic inspiration, um, you know, I think of like, um, you know, marshalling our talents and if we let go of feelings of inadequacy, what's available to us? You know, what can become available? We'll find out during this five-week period. So I'm thinking in terms of, you know, what that might look like. Well, in um, I'm thinking about this these movies that you see. Like there was, was that movie with Sandra Bullock and um, that guy. Was it Ryan Reynolds? It was years ago, and she was like the boss, uh, and he was her. He was the um, like a not a male secretary, but an assistant or something. And they had to go on this. She was Canadian, and they had to go to Canada and. She she needed to like marry the guy because she was gonna lose her green card or something like that, and she, they had to pretend that he was the fiance and and they were gonna get married and it was that it was really cute it was a cute comedy but it could really apply to any of these you know romantic comedy buddy movie type things of the unlikely you know something forces you some some the retrograde period is my point being is that it it's almost like this you know, the forces of fate are, are come in and reshape our lives and, and truths come to the surface and we learn and we're new and we, we move forward in a new face, in a new fashion. So it's almost like this Venus retrograde, right? It's like this this thing is forced upon us and we, we are looking at, you know, how do we how do we deal with this and you know, what what old conversations need to die, you know, so that square with Neptune, you know, Neptune being that dissolution of form of, of death, it's like what conversations about inadequacy and abuse um, and dysfunction and addictions or whatever, you know, all of those Neptunian uh, concepts, what are, what needs to die in order for things to be renewed and maybe uh, maybe it's like you know my alcoholic or um, you know dysfunctional past if we if we've messed around with drugs or we've been you know dealing with addictions and struggling with that maybe it's like wow well I could actually take those that traumatic, all those traumas and experiences and use them for the good to help others, like being an art therapist that helps, you know, making this up like children, making, helping people to reconnect with themselves through art and healing deep emotional issues via art, you know, that that's, that's another, you know, possible way this could play out. So, um, you know, and in terms of relationships, we might be asking, who's our ideal lover, right? Since Neptune is all about idealism, um, are we being too, are we exacting too much in the way of demanding that we, um, you know, are our ideals too high? Is the stand, is it unrealistic? You know, are we being delusional? Are we, are we deluding ourselves by thinking, by having these rules around relationship and, um, you know, our standards. Maybe we need to shift them. Maybe we need to be more merciful with ourselves. Maybe we need to be kinder. Uh, maybe we can forgive ourselves. Maybe we can forgive others, you know, and I, I, <clears throat> I come back to the, um, the conversation with, especially with the LGBT community, LGBTQ, you know, that's a community that has been so marginalized and has fought so hard. Um, it was history in the making when, when gay marriage was legalized a few years ago. 
and and yet there's been some rollbacks, you know, like Trump and the transgender ban, transgender ban in the military. Um, you know, when you think about all these things, it's like, wow, here's an opportunity to rewrite some of those traumas. And maybe there's a, maybe there's a place where, you know, there's some breakthroughs that can happen around forgiveness. Maybe there's somebody in your life that is LGBTQ and you have judged them. Or maybe it might have been through religion, right? Neptune rules organized religion. So maybe there's, this, is, this could be a very rich time to revisit and rethink if we have isolated and abandoned someone because of their sexual beliefs or their, their um, sexual orientation. Or, you know, and, and then this could be a, a forgiveness and a coming around of, of, um, of repairing those things and having a more kinder, more compassionate, more merciful attitude. So you see, there, this this retrograde is really pretty pretty intense and amazing. I mean, it has this potential. It's going to last. You know, this is a one of the major transits of the year. With uh, you know, being that it's we're in shadow now. It's in May and June, July. You know, this is a this is a long several months conversation where we can get to rewrite things, and the universe can give us this wisdom um, in this in this pause button five week period you know we get to see things and and again you know it could be people from our past whatever however it happens it's just all always always for our highest good even if we find some you know these conflicts and all but it's it's there for us to sort out and to reprogram ourselves and our thoughts and attitudes and beliefs so ah i think is that all I wanted to say about that? I think so. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that's that's the Venus retrograde. And um, wow, I think that we'll all we're all going to have to compare notes on this one and see see what happens. I will definitely keep you posted about my progress with French, but I've already got some cool ideas. And uh, I know for me, I've been doing it every day or at least try to do it every day. That's my goal of like at least half an hour. So that's that's a new routine for me and it's a new it's a again it's not like a have to it's just being lighthearted and playful with it. So that's my Venus in retrograde Gemini um pursuit and there there is other things too cooking right now but I, that's that's the main one for me. Yeah. The, the whole language it's like literally falling in love with French again. It's falling in love with language. So yay. So anyway, um I love hearing from you. Let me know how how this transit is working in your life. You know, what insights have you had or are you going through right now with it's technically still in in um, its station it's in its station point and it hasn't exactly retrograded until May 13th, but hey, you know, we're all in it. We're feeling it and um you yeah, know, let's stay in touch about that. It should be pretty cool. In the meantime, um Thank you so much for those of you who uh, were on the webinar yesterday. That was so much fun. Um, the one on the nodes, the shift of the nodes into Gemini Sag. That was really cool. Um, and then in about two weeks, I'm going to be doing a seminar, a workshop online uh, for the eclipse. The eclipse season is coming. Oh my God, c'est arrivé. Uh, it has arrived. <laughs> so the summer of eclipses, we have an eclipse triple decker. 
eclipses are twice a year and they're usually in pairs, but every so often there's, there's threes. So we'll have a lunar, a solar, and a lunar in June, so and into early July. So I'll give you all the deets on that uh, coming up soon in that webinar. So stay tuned, shoot me an email, let me know how you're doing. We want to always be here for each other, supporting each other, helping each other through. And um, anyway, I look forward to hearing from you all. Much love, much love, 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 love. Venus, yes, it's all about love, l'amour. So until then, um, I bid you adieu. And um, this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology, Star Sound Speaks. Thank you all for listening. Bye for now.